This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And hello there, I'm the sous chef of the uh, Garden Show, Frank Proctor. Nice to be along with you, Charlie. On yeah, this good morning. Hey, first full day of winter. That's right. And the best part, the days are starting to get longer. That's Yeah, that was we the just, shortest day yesterday. We I just guess, went right? through the shortest day. So I'm very happy about that. And That's always you, exciting. You had a short amount of uh, snowfall to deal with on the way in. Well, you know, I went to bed last night. It was snowing. It yeah. was windy. They were talking, you know, a bit of a pileup. Now, I'm not that far north of the city, but, right. you know, I'm a little bit north. So I woke up hours in advance because <laughs> your I... your right by the door. Exactly. <laughs> with the snowblower right by the... But, you know, there was a bit of snow. Yeah. But the last time there was a bit of snow and I was heading down to the station, it seemed like a quadrillion other people were heading down to the station. And yeah. I just got into the worst traffic and, you know, nobody was, could get up the hills. It was silly. So I left home in plenty of time. And I don't know. Everybody's still in bed. There was nobody wow. on the roads. Well, gee, I wonder what that's going to do to our callers. I better give those phone numbers that's come to think of it. That's a good point. Yeah. Make sure it wakes They're some of those waiting, folks up. They're waiting, yeah. Yes. That's right. We're waiting to talk to you. That's uh, good. They're still uh, We, as in Charlie. <laughs> who, who is the garden expert? Not me. Okay. The number's in Toronto, my friends, for The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin here at AM740, 416-360-0740. And then if you're anywhere else in the province, it's toll-free, one 740 there you go. Well, my little Christmas cactus, what do you have for us? <laughs> my <here>? little colocasia. <laughs> uh, yes. What have I got? Well, a couple of things. Um, yeah, I've got some good little factual information on um, what happens when we have the winter solstice. Yeah. But I'll jump across that for now. We can talk about that if, if you want to. I also have some good riddles for you because I know oh. riddles are always good. Little mind benders. Well, you don't have to bend very much to get me. <laughs> I have an announcement on behalf of the Burlington Horticultural Society. Oh, well, let's get that on there. Yeah. Newsflash, newsflash. Exactly. <laughs> Hot off the press, general meeting will be held on Wednesday, January 9th. Mm-hmm. That's 2013. At 7.30 p.m., they meet at the Burlington Senior Center, which is 2285 New Street at Drury Lane. The speaker is Master Gardener Marjorie Latimer, and she's speaking about sustainable gardening. And, of course, there are refreshments, and all are welcome. Well, there you go. The refreshment part got me. Wow, (laughs) you'll be be there. there. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What, is it it, uh, alcoholic in nature at all? (laughs) I don't don't think so. Speaking of alcoholic, let me tell everybody what you brought (laughs) me as as a little Christmas gift. It's hilarious, actually. It's this monster, well, it's a mason jar, and it's got a really big, pedestal <laughs> with a lid on top and it's called the original redneck wine glass yeah, we picked that up uh on our summer vacation mm-hmm. and uh, came across this place 
And uh, uh, they were selling these things, and I said, oh, we got to get those for the boys. And I said, and you know who else? Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> so, loves out there in the garden, take a little wine glass, yeah, Frank, so you can, with the top on Exactly. And also the bugs won't drop in, right? Well, you know how you insects always like wine. Of course. And I'm always talking about how yeah. I, I pull my weeds, you know, sit out on the lawn with my <laughs> bottle of wine. So now I can go out with my jar of wine with a lid, yeah. and it's it's really, it's serious. It's like, you know, solid. This thing is brilliant. I love well, it. Well, I'm going to admit something that I really, I suppose, shouldn't do. You never know who's tuned in. Like, could be the program director, uh, mm. JVD, John Vendriel. Oh, he's but, probably sleeping. Uh, I have, I have uh, uh, just a minimal amount of a little gift that Charlie brought me. <laughs> Some Baileys, just in my coffee this morning. Just a little <laughs> draft. Just a little. And just gives it a nice little... Oh, piquant. Yes. <laughs> Lovely. A dram, darling. A, a dram, dram. A dram. That's good. Uh, but we better, you know, uh, uh, better clear the decks here because we have a little commercial break to go to. And then we'll come back and talk to those callers who uh, are up early in the morning. Anyway, yeah, there's somebody going to be waiting on the line, I see. Okay. So Christina, our producer, has done her job beautifully, as usual. And we'll be back to those callers in just a moment. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And 914, the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor here, uh, repeating those phone numbers one more time for you, 416 Three six zero zero seven forty, and then anywhere in the province, it's toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Maybe we'll take our first call here, okay? Because Dorothy from Coburg anxious to talk to you, Charlie. Good morning, Dorothy. Nice to have you on the show. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. Good morning. Uh, uh, is it a good morning there? It is. Yeah. yeah. The sun is shining. It's beautiful. Oh, really? In Coburg? Yeah. No yeah, kidding. Beautiful. Eh? No snow. No snow. Oh, I'm amazed. Yeah, wow. I guess because you're so close to the lake. It, well, it could be. Because I keep hearing about all oh, the snow out in Ottawa and Montreal yeah, and places yeah. like that. Yeah. It's a little bit of white dusting here in Toronto, and it is coming, a bit of snow is coming down. Oh, well. Maybe good. it'll look a mo- more like Christmas. That's right. Okay. Now, I have planted some tulips and crocuses in mm-hmm. pots, mm-hmm. and I have them in the basement, and I've had them uh, in the dark. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was quite surprised yesterday when I went down to look at them, and they're starting to peek through. Mm-hmm. I can see maybe maybe half an inch just coming through. Now, I, I don't know really. I, I expected maybe it would be January before that happened, but uh, do I start and water them? Do I keep them in the dark? Tell me, is it cool in your basement? Uh, coolish. Roughly what temperature do you think? Uh, maybe... Uh, Oh, geez! now you ask me a question. <laughs> it, it, it's cert- certainly not freezing, two right. or three degrees. Oh, perfect. Okay. And how long ago did you plant them? Uh, about five or six weeks. Okay. So what I would do with them is leave them in the dark, as they are. Yeah. They are going to poke up those, there'll be little white, you know, yes. noses yeah. sticking up out of the soil because of the lack of light. Yeah. You want them to stay in that cool, dark situation for ten weeks. For 10 weeks. That's right. Then you can bring them into the light and water them. So I don't water them until then. Usually when I... What you're doing is called forcing the bulbs. And whenever I force bulbs, usually what I do when I plant them up in the pots is I'll water them just the once when I plant them. 
So mm-hmm. was the soil a little bit moist? It must have been, I guess, when you planted yes, them. Yeah. So that's fine. Yep. And for now, no water then, you know, as long as there's a bit of moisture still in that soil, keep them in the dark, keep them cool, at least four more weeks, just, you know, mark the calendar and then bring them up uh, and provide lots of light and water as required and they should flower beautifully. Good. Okay. Thank you so much. I was just kind of lost what to do now. I've been doing right every, you know, until yeah. now. Yeah. No, you've done fine. That's You're doing already. a great job. Yeah, great. Merry, Merry Christmas to great. you. Thanks Thank for you. your Merry call. Merry Christmas to you. And you too. Okay, 917. Yeah, I'm looking forward to today. The, well, the uh, the guys, uh, Dave's Corner Garage, they're taking this uh, Saturday off. Yes. And so uh, I'll be sitting in for them. Mm-hmm. And as well, the health show is not on today, so I'll be sitting in for them, which means from uh, basically 10 o'clock onward, I'm on the air right through to 4. So what yeah. happens if there's calls about, you know, car trouble or health issues? Oh, I'll answer them all. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, you're, right. you're going to be ready to go on all <laughs> yeah. topics, right? right. Uh, now that has a crank. <laughs> Model a, yeah. It's making this uh, funny sound. What do I do? Yeah, uh, I have no ignore Just it. Park it. Just yeah. ignore yeah. it. Yeah, don't. It'll go away. <laughs> you know what I'm looking forward to? Those a lot of the great old Christmas numbers that you haven't heard in a long while. There's one uh, one song that mm-hmm. I don't think uh, I've heard on the station uh, this year, nor in fact maybe in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And uh, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Uh, yeah, that that's a great song. Yeah, that's a dandy. Uh, Spike Jones and his gang uh, used to sing that. So, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Yeah. Where we got it? Have we got that? Oh, there it oh, is. There. Sounds like you. Typical Spike Jones. That's great. Christine, thank you for being so quick on the draw there and searching that out in our library. And I'm going to play the full version of that at some point. Yes. Uh, Shall I call absolutely. in and request that? or, you, or yeah, 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 sure, on the diner. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, back to our calls now. Uh, bless their heart. Joyce in Toronto is on the line. Good morning, uh, Joyce. Good morning. Morning. I wonder if you could tell me, please, what do you do with orchids when they have finished blooming? Mm. Well, uh, we actually had a caller, I think it was last week, somebody who said that they didn't cut the flower stem off right away when the flower petals had all faded and fallen off. They left that green stem in, in position and waited. And sure enough, a little side shoot shot off the side of that flower stem and started to grow some more flower buds. So that's really the bottom line is leave, if it's finished flowering, leave the green stem. And it, it, it will either grow some more flowers or it will start to shrivel from the top, turning brown all the way down to the bottom. And at that point, you'll remove the stem. In the meantime, of course, you're providing it with a bright spot, northern window, eastern window, you know, right in the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, watering as required, misting as often as you wish, because they do like a fairly high humidity. You know, keep it away from cold drafts and hot drafts. Well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you, Good Joyce. Luck with that. Merry Christmas to you, too, from all the gang here at AM740. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, what we're doing here is helping people as they wrap 
uh, Christmas presents madly <coughs> trying to get it all done. <laughs> I know that's the. Oh, you should have seen our living room. It's just a scream. You, yeah, you could hardly paper, walk. Oh, and of course, all no, over the place. It always helps when you have a kitty cat to, to yeah. help you with the well, wrapping. Well, with five granddaughters, you know, there's got a, lot a, lot, of, yeah. a lot of wrapping to do. No Barbara Beaton, Ontario, calling in this morning. Hello, Barbara. Good morning, and Merry Christmas to you both. Thank, Thank you. you, and you. I have a really odd thing growing in my garden. It started, it's a kind of gray fan-like lichen, mm. and it was growing on my metal bench, and I didn't think too much of it, but now I see it's grown all over my birch tree, and the birch tree's not looking very good, and it's on the serviceberry and on the lilacs, and now I see it's on my blue spruce. Hmm. Now, is it a dangerous thing? Do you know, Charlie? Well, maybe no, because no, if it really is, it, okay. So it's like a fan, like yes, so. Yes. That's what makes you think it's lichen, and it's gray, yes. and it's on the surface, and it's kind of crusty. Like you could p- pick it off with your fingernail. Yes, you can. Hmm. And I notice that it, it prefers to get in the crutch where uh, branches coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's odd because a lot of the shade trees, you know, the big maples and oaks, etc., they'll get lichen growing on their bark, and that is typically never a problem. No. It does not harm them at all. Uh-huh. Uh, and But funny, growing on your metal bench is where yeah. it all started. I, you I, know, I thought that it would have, you know, headed for something natural, not that's on right. a metal bench. Yeah, like a wooden bench or a wooden yeah. fence or yeah. something like that. No, it's covered the metal benches, but <laughs> I mean, I've noticed it now growing on the service berry and all these other trees, and like I said, the birch tree, I think, is going to die on me. And it's on the bark, like on the stems. It's on the, on the branches, the bark, mm. uh, all wow. over. Hmm. You know what? That's got me a little bit stumped. I need to, to look it up a bit. The smoke is pouring right, <laughs> up, right out of her ears, even past the earphones. Okay, so. Well, you know what? I, you know, birches are short-lived trees, I know they are, and yeah. birches always have a lot of insect um, issues. Right. Yeah. So if a birch is suffering, because sometimes with the drought, with the really hot, dry summers we've had, True. birches do really start suffering, and then we don't see the damage. Initially, it's a bit of a long-term uh, situation. Yes. So it is possible that the birch was suffering anyway, and the lichen True. is not causing yeah. any problems. But, but now le- I see it growing all over everything else. I'm beginning yeah. to wonder. Well, that's right. So leave that with me because like I said I have looked up lichen in the past because sometimes people get worried and based on all the research I have done lichen is not a parasitic no. situation at all it doesn't it, it's it can to some extent is a bit symbiotic like the the lichen uses the the trees to live on and the trees happily I, provide that yeah I notice where I have scratched it off mm-hmm. that it's wet underneath. Mm, okay. Does that mean that it's taking sap out of the tree? Mm, yeah, but that's the thing. Lichen usually don't. They, uh, they, their little roots do not go into. Invade. That's right. They just sit on the surface and do their thing uh, and absorb what they're going to get in the way of nutrients right from moisture from the rain, really, uh, and from the air. So they're kind of interesting little creatures mm-hmm. in that sense. So, like I say, leave that with me. If I can find out anything Today, I certainly will let you know in the next half hour, and otherwise, stay tuned next week. I'll, okay, I'll report will back. Okay, do. Listen to you every week. I really enjoy your program. Thanks so much, Barbara. That's great.
Great. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holiday. And you too. All the very best. 9.24 here on a Saturday morning. Uh, And it is the, what is it today? The 22nd. Second. Thank you. I'm losing touch with reality. I really am. (laughs) Well, Um, you know why. It's because you're just on the radio nonstop. You're such a famous guy. I know. Every time somebody's away, who's the go-to guy? Mr. Franklin. But it's nice that I'm humble. You know, it really is. Uh, truly. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> the phone numbers. Uh, let me repeat those, and we have to catch a few messages and then come back and uh, have a chat with, uh, let's see, maybe Mary in Brampton. Okay. But meantime, phone numbers, here they go, uh, and there is a line for you right now, 416-360-0740. And uh, anywhere in the province, toll free. You don't have to pay a cent, one 740 And the uh, little mantra that I forgot to give, I always like giving this one. Call early, call often. One question per call. There you go. We'll be back. Charlie Dobbin on the Garden Show from AM740 Zoomer Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And a good morning and uh, Merry Christmas from the uh, gang here on The Garden Show. That would be Christina, our producer, yours truly, Frank Proctor, and, of course, the master gardener herself. It's Charlie Dobbin. (laughs) 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 I felt like Bing Crosby there for a minute. Yes, you certainly sounded a bit like... Well, already, let's uh, take a little trip here to Brampton and say hi. Say hello, Mary. Good idea. Good morning, Mary. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Hi, Mary. Good morning. What's going on in your garden? Well, a little bit of snow. It's pretty, but I, I much prefer flowers. Oh, really? Yeah. But Listen, it's... I planted, let me spell it because I don't want to mispronounce it. It's H-E-L-L-E-B-R-O-S. Okay, Hellebores. Hellebores. yep. Okay, what should, now it's supposed to come up early spring? It flowers in early spring. What should I do to coax it? Because you know, all the leaves that were planted have turned brown and brittle. When did you plant it? Oh, last last spring. Oh. So it's been a year. It's been you know it's been like eight months now. Okay, so that the brown the brown and brittle leaves are not a good sign. Uh huh. Hellebores are evergreens. So the leaves that you planted in the spring or summer, whenever you planted them, should have still been leaves all through the summer. No flowers in the summer, but green leaves all through the summer and fall and winter. Come spring, new leaves will grow as well as flowers. Well, maybe you didn't know how to read the direction. (laughs) Well, that happens. I certainly have had plants like that. So here's, here's my suggestion. Number one, always plant hellebores in the shade. Mm-hmm. They want a situation where they are in a moist, cool, shady location. And oh. that's what makes them Excuse a... Excuse me, I did that. I planted it in the shade. Okay, and it's a great plant for a shady perennial garden. But moisture is important as well. So you need a, a good, a real good sort of highly organic soil. Which it has. Excellent. And when you, wa- when you planted, of course, you watered thoroughly. Exactly. And then throughout the summer, did you do watering as we got into some of that droughty uh, situation? Oh, yeah, because uh, on the other side, the sunny side, I had the tuberous begonias, which I wore. 
watered. Mm, okay. So, but nevertheless, the leaves kind of turned crispy and they, shriveled they, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, they don't look happy. Okay, well, what may happen is that the root may survive. Yeah. Uh, and those crispy leaves will, you know, kind of blow away in the wind. But come spring, new little leaves will start to unfurl, and at the same time, flowers will as well. Okay. If, so. if you see no sign of growth, and it's an early... The common name for a hellebore is Lenten rose. rose. Yeah. Because yeah. they... And in England, of course, they're called Christmas roses because they actually bloom at Christmas time in, uh, in England. But we get the more March, April. Yeah, yeah that ain't going to happen here. That's for sure. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. If nothing shows up in the early spring, if you know, if it's a guaranteed plant, then dig up what's left of the root, take it back, and get a replacement. Okay. Okay. Right. Great so plant. If I planted a new one. Do it when? When is the best time to replant? You can replant any time as long as your soil is workable, not frozen, well, and not too when I soggy. These. Yeah, I I planted some myself this spring, and I did stay on top of the whole watering thing, and I mulched them as well. Oh, okay. uh, you know that uh, cedar mulch on the surface, yeah. just to try and help keep moisture yeah. in the soil. Yeah. Um, and I put evergreen boughs over in the fall. Oh, I didn't do that. Just because of the the sun starts pouring in beneath the trees uh, once the leaves all fall off, and those green leaves of the hellebore get all crispy. Oh, I guess the saying you pay your money and you take your chances. <laughs> That's right, but it's a lovely plant. <laughs> Certainly worth having. Okay, thank you. Have uh, a wonderful holiday. Thank yeah, you. You uh, Mary, too. Just just before you uh, skip off to other things, there, uh, I have a bit of a hobby trying to pick off accents. Do oh, I do I determine I'm from, I'm from Buffalo? States. I'm from New York City. There you go. Yeah, we've yeah. spoken to Mary before. That's right. Of course we have. Yeah. Well, nice to have you back on the show. Oh, this is my third or fourth time I've called you guys. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thanks, have a good Mary. One. Great, and you too. Great New York accent. I love it. Nine thirty-two. Our time here on the Garden Show, and boy, we're a busy little show here this morning. Bill in Scarborough <laughs> and she's anxious to talk to you. Charlie, oh, good morning, Bill. There we go. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. Hi. Good morning. Uh, I hope I can do this. I, I have a hearing problem. I have I have trouble hearing on this, the hearing phone. Uh, well, I phoned you a number of weeks ago about uh, cucumbers dying in the summer. Uh, before they ever got finished, they just went wilted and went and they got a lot of uh, uh, what do you call it? Frost stuff on a white on my Yeah, fungus, yep. Yeah, and uh, you said you would find out on a, a look up a bug or something. Mm-hmm. But I never got a chance to hear your program after that so I never got to hear what the answer was on it. Did you look that up? I did. So, Bill, my suggestion is maybe uh, you hang up the phone and turn your radio up and I'll uh, provide that information to you again. I did actually provide it the week after you called, but like you said, you weren't, you didn't hear it. Okay, so it'll take me a couple of minutes to get in there. Then. Okay, no Alrighty. problem. We'll give you a couple we'll minutes. We'll do a tap dance till ready. Then. <laughs> <laughs> right, thank you. Thank okay. you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. And uh, we'll answer that question for Bill after we, I repeat those points. We will. We will. I'm we? sure I always I help. love that royal we. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usurping the show again. Uh, 416-360-0740. <laughs> again. And then one 740 Anywhere in the province, toll free. Okay, I think maybe Bill might have been able to scurry into the next room to turn the radio up. So what's the answer? Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> oh, yeah. Were you not listening when I gave this answer all those weeks ago? Well, I'm just trying to figure I can't when... retain everything. <laughs> <You know. laughs> okay, that's a good point. 
<laughs> you definitely can. Off the top can't. of my head, that's a good point. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, the tri- the mm. thing that happened with cucumbers this year, and it did happen to a number of people. Mm. All right, <clears throat> cucumber plants will get a wilt and <clears throat> just turn to like just flop and disappear right before our very eyes after a disease is spread to them via the cucumber striped beetle. Mm. Now, a lot of us didn't see those beetles, but they're out early in the summer. And one of the ways we can protect our cucumbers when they're young is with what's called a floating row cover. That's that sort of cheesecloth idea right, that yeah. goes over top of the plants when they're young. As the vines and the, and the plants start to grow... Um, they begin to flower. And, of course, we must remove those floating row covers when the cucumbers are flowering. Otherwise, they won't get pollinated and we won't get any fruit. So that's one aspect of that kind of a, of a control. Keep in mind that cucumbers should always be planted at least 8 to 10 to 12 inches apart. So there's great air circulation between the plants. Full sun, obviously, minimum six hours of sun every day when the sun is shining in the location where we've planted them. And um, and though the sun and the air circulation will also help keep down fungal diseases. The other bottom line is we have to rotate our cucumbers around. Mm-hmm. We can't keep planting them. Even, even two years in a row, they say, is a bad idea with cucumbers. Pick a new spot or give the soil a rest for two years before you replant. And, and variety matters. There are some varieties of cucumbers that are more or less susceptible to a wilt disease. And that is exactly what happened to so many people with the cucumbers this year. I don't know what it was, why why it was sort of such a yeah. bad year, but it, obviously there was something that was going on with the temperatures and the, maybe it was that really early hot you know, spike we had in March mm-hmm. and then it cooled off and then it warmed up. And, you know, again, it's important to remember cucumbers must go into a warm soil. So always err on the side of planting too late rather than too early because a cold soil is very stressful to cucumbers. So couple, you know, a couple of tips to just sort of help that way and rotate, rotate, rotate. Very good. Okay. Mm. Okay. Hope you had that uh, radio cranked right up there. (laughs) Caught all those answers. We're at uh, 936 here at AM 740, Zoomer Radio, The Garden Show, here um, broadcasting from downtown Toronto, but reaching all over the world through the Internet. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't have the Internet, uh, 28 states in the United States we reach without anything else, you know, just... Fabulous signal. That's what it is. With fabulous hosts. Well, yes. And fabulous shows. Well, of course. <laughs> Didn't need I say that? Well, thought uh, I'd just fill in that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Clark, <laughs> Clark and Vaughn is on the line. Good morning, Clark. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Hey, Great. Great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing very good. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to mention, I, I had a problem with my lawn. Actually, I have a problem. Mm. Um, I have a fairly large front yard for uh, living in the city. Um, And right around October, there was um, an area about two. It's an irregular area, but roughly 20 by 20 feet. And it just uh, up and died on me. Mm. It's um, it turned brown. Mm -hmm. And I I raked it several times. I mean, it's there's a little bit of snow on the front yard right now. But Mm. I'm just wondering what it might be and what I might do for it in the spring. Is that area, the patch where it died out so suddenly in October, beneath a tree or near a tree? No. No? So it's right out in the open. It's right out in the, it's maybe five feet from the sidewalk, Mm. and it's right in a very prominent area. And my lawn is usually uh, very green and healthy, Mm -hmm. and 
this just um, happened seems overnight. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, you know, what I can do about it. And what direction does that lawn face? The lawn faces northwest. Oh, okay. Because hmm. I was going to say, in late summer, when we, it seems like overnight, uh, a big chunk of lawn goes very yellow and very brown and very dried up looking, we often think it's grubs that have caused the problem. And it, it really doesn't happen overnight. It's just that we notice it. We suddenly notice it when it's a big patch. It starts as a little tiny patch. It starts at like the size of a loony and because a bunch of little eggs have just hatched. And the little grubs that hatch out of those eggs start chewing. And as they chew the roots of the lawn, they spread out. They get bigger and bigger and chew more and more. And they spread out. So that little loony-sized yellow patch becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. The way you can find out whether that's what whether that's what's causing the problem, is you tug on a few of those yellow blades of grass, and if they just come right up with no roots attached. Well, you mentioned you went out and raked, for example. Did you find when you raked that a lot of the blades just came right away, or did they were they holding still in the ground? Um, mostly they came right away. Okay. Like I, I, I raked maybe uh, four times, mm-hmm. and I got like, you know... A, a quite a quite a sizable amount of dead uh, dead uh, yeah. So it was pretty grass. naked soil after you had done your raking. So that sounds a lot like grub damage because that's what grubs do. They eat the roots, and once the roots are gone, of course the little blades of grass die, and then they like I say they come away very easily from the surface of the soil. What do you do? Well, in the spring, a couple of things are going to happen. The the grubs that were there chewing are still there. They've gone down deep below the frost line and they're going to spend the winter down there. They're going to come up in the spring and assuming it is grubs, continue chewing and eating until they move on to the next phase of their life cycle, which is in like May, May or even June, depending on the spring. So again, you're, you're what I would still try and do the repair, and the repair to the lawn is top dressing and overseeding. So top dressing with some good quality soil, you know, half an inch, quarter of an inch, whatever you need to level that area out. Uh, grass seed, and this is all early in the spring, take advantage of spring rains to get the grass growing back. But if you notice the... It's you know it sort of, sort of comes up and disappears very quickly. Again, it could be grubs that are in that lawn but are going to move on. And you write in your little calendar nematodes in August and follow the directions on the nematodes in August to when you put them out onto the lawn and of course put them in the area where this this trouble has happened in the past. Okay. Okay. Is that uh, is there a um, uh, I think you've said that nematode, nematode, is it nematoids or nematodes? Toads, T-O-D-E-S. Okay, toads. Um, I think you've said it's effective. Is there a some kind of a granular or liquid product that is is also effective? Not legally in Ontario. Okay. It, um, it, we used to use, there was various, well, I'm trying to think, actually, there is there is something out there called Grub. I, I can't even think who makes it. Grub-X? Yeah, Grub-X. Well, even, I think, Bug Be Gone, one of the Scott's products, I think that they indicate that this could control grubs. The trick, though, is these are very... Uh, low toxicity chemicals that we are allowed to use for cosmetic purposes in Ontario. And the grubs that come back up out of the, you know, deep in the soil and come back up in the spring to start chewing, they are not easy to kill with low, with any chemicals. Their, their bodies are like leather after spending the winter 
you know, below ground and going up and down through the soil, they're, they're, they are soft-bodied insects, but that outer skin is yeah. real. Yeah, it's not hard like a beetle, but it's leathery and canvas-like. So you're just not going to find that any low toxic. I mean, even soap isn't going to kill them easily. You'll find the starlings will come and pull them up. Sometimes raccoons and skunks will pull them up. And that's uh, frankly good because they'll eat them and, you know, annihilate them that way. There really isn't any effective chemical. There never has been for spring use uh, on grubs. Nematodes is the answer. Yeah, nematodes is the answer. Baby, baby grubs way back in August when they're very young, when you can, you know, the nematodes are also effective. That's when you can use things like soap and or and or pyrethrin based products, which is what the grub X and those things are all based on. And like I say, it's pretty low toxicity chemical and it will only work when the grubs are very young. I see. Okay. Okay, then I'll give it a shot. Okay, (laughs) good luck with that. Let us know how it works out, Clark. Thank you, Clark, Thank and Merry, you. Merry Christmas Merry to Christmas. you. Merry Christmas. Uh, 9.43 here, time for a little break, uh, but when we come back, we'll be talking to Gina and then Suzanne. So we got the uh, callers Actually, coming up. Actually, it's the other way around, minute. darling. It's Is Suzanne it really? and then Gina. Oh, there you go. Okay. See, <laughs> she doesn't let me get away with anything on the show. Back in a moment here with Charlie Dobbin, the boss, on AM740. <laughs> Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and Scythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You pick the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And the sous chef of the garden, yours truly, Frank Proctor, welcoming uh, Suzanne from Mississauga <laughs> to the line. Good morning, Suzanne. Hi, how Good are morning. you? Good morning. We also planted heliobores. We have a heliobore that has a beautiful that has beautiful green leaves, but mm. in the spring the flower buds do not open above the green leaves. Oh, they so, don't get a stem. Oh, really? And right now it's actually full of flower buds that are trying to open. Oh, because of that mild fall yeah. we had. Mm-hmm. The, well, so that's all right. They, you know what? Plants are pretty good that way. They they'll cope, and you know, hopefully it's. You'll get some snow to slow them down, or you know, if you have some leaves kicking around, just put some leaves around those those hellebores just to hold those buds as long as you can. Mm-hmm. It, it if the buds don't elongate, like the flower stems don't elongate to stand above the leaves, mm-hmm. it's the variety. Okay. There's a lot of different varieties of hellebores, different colors, different shapes, different sizes. So yeah, it could just be that that's exactly what's going on. Is that just those little flowers are staying down low beneath the leaves, and it's just you know, something that the plant, the way it grows. But uh, in the spring, don't hesitate to get out your pruners. If any of those green leaves that are evergreens are looking kind of tattered or yellow or old and, and frazzled looking, trim them out. And, and that way you will see the flowers better and more leaves will come out after the flowers. Actually, they're completely green leaves, even after the end of the winter. Oh, nice. I was just wondering if I could then, instead of that, if I put them in a pot and just bring them in at Christmas time and put them back in the pot, if that would work. It would, except the bringing them in at Christmas time is going is something you have to go back outside with them, yeah, like bring them in I mean, just for like take them back out again. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could try. The plant would be rather shocked by going inside to outside uh, because of the dramatic temperature change. Mm-hmm. Bringing it in wouldn't be so hard, but the taking it out again might might kill it. Mm-hmm. That's the one trick. But that way, you would enjoy the flowers, is what you're thinking. Yeah. 
Yeah. Then you'd have like Christmas roses. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may have to not go straight outside. If you wanted to bring them in and enjoy them inside at Christmas time, then I would, if you had a place to take them so that it was just kind of, you know, around zero, one, two, three degrees, and let them spend the rest of the winter in a, in a very cool but not super cold location, mm-hmm. your chance of survival would be better. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Merry Thanks, Christmas. Suzanne. Merry Christmas to you as Merry well. Merry Christmas. From all the gang here at AM740, and uh, Hazel McCallion would be very pleased because we're sticking with Mississauga right now. Yeah. Uh, Gina is on the line. Good morning, Gina. Hey, hello, Gina. Uh, I have a Christmas cactus, mm-hmm. and it was sitting in the east uh, window. I'm in a condo mm-hmm. on the 11th floor, okay. and it was loaded with bud, and I got quite a few flowers. And then I thought I'd be smart. I turned it around to see why it was only on one side. And now my, the buds have gone down and the flowers are just dropping off. So I have no flowers left. Aww. So what did I do wrong? You actually didn't do anything wrong. It's um, Christmas cactus are um, segmented plants, right? The, the leaves are segmented together with these almost like on a little joint in between each of the segments of the uh, the stems and branches. And, of course, the flowers pop off the ends. Right. Some of the older varieties, how, how long have you had this plant? I just, unfortunately, I was so happy. I got it in the summertime, and I transplanted, and it looked so healthy, and everything mm. was going just great. Yeah. And I'm a senior, and I love your show, and I figure, well, I'll call you yeah. for next year or next time. It's only bloom once a year, Charlie? Not always. But, Not always. But what the, the trick is, is and you, you, you did the right thing. You know, you had it in the window, and, of course, you got buds on the window side. Right. And then you turned it because you wanted to enjoy the flowers. And yeah. what happened is, is that those flowers and those buds... We're, when you turn the plant, they then, as all plants do, we're trying to go back to the light. And in the going back to the light, they drop off. Oh. The, 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 it's just the biology of the plant. And the older the variety, some of the older varieties are very susceptible to losing their buds because of that. You move the plot, pot and the little flowers respond by moving back to the light and cause themselves to... To okay. drop right off. Yeah. So that's why sometimes you'll read, you know, once a Christmas cactus is in bud, never touch it. Never touch it. Okay. And that way it won't drop its buds. But like you're experiencing, you'll also only have flowers on one side. Right. It's, so that's just a variety. Some of the, and, and did you say you just got it this past summer. Was it something that was given to you or did you just buy it? I bought it at the garden show, like uh, huh. uh, at the church bazaar. Yeah, okay. So it might have come from, like, it, you know, somebody had it and was uh, propagating it and potted it up and you, you got a hold of it. Correct. You, yeah. you may find, like if you love this plant and it's something that's working for you in your, in your space, Buy a brand new one at a at a garden center or even a grocery store, oh. <laughs> and you'll find that some of the newer varieties are can handle that turning and that movement better than some oh. of the older varieties. They oh. will not drop their buds. Okay, thank you. Okay. And, and I enjoy your show. Being a senior, I miss my garden, but yeah. I do have a galakani, and I listen to your show. Wonderful. Most of the Saturday morning when we're having breakfast. Excellent. Well, that's great. So may I wish you and Frank and all... 
a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank, thank you very thank much. You. And, and you too. Thank you. Thanks Those for your call. Those sentiments, uh, of course, going back to you and the, all the gang there. At uh, 940, well, almost 950, right on the nose. And we have to take a little break here, but we're going to come back and have a chat with uh, Gemma in Toronto right after. Oh, no no break there? Okay, uh, no breaks. Well, we'll just continue on. There we Very go. Very good. Gemma from Toronto, you're on. Good morning, <laughs> good morning. Charlie and Frank. Good morning. <laughs> I have another question, and it's regarding the Christmas holly as well. Mm-hmm. But mine is a little different. Uh, it did very well in the summer outside. I had this beautiful fuchsia flowers, and I kept it, uh, you know, well protected from the sun and in a nice shady spot, but bright. Mm-hmm. I brought it in in the fall. It was doing fairly well, but no buds, no flowers anymore. Now I started to get these little pink dots at the end of almost every leaf, but they're not flowering. What can I do to prod it open for <laughs> Christmas? Is there anything? Okay, but you're referring to this as holly and pink flowers. Okay, explain to me what the leaf looks like. What shape is the leaf? Oh, we just lost Gemma. Did we? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, okay. Maybe Gemma will call back. Give a call it back, almost, Gemma. Yep. It almost sounded like, see, holly is an outdoor plant, mm-hmm. as Gemma indicated. She had it outside. But you know holly, it's got like little prickles on the ends of its leaves. It's also a very leathery leaf. It's mm-hmm. also an evergreen. Whereas fuchsia flowers makes me think of the fuchsia plant. Which So I'm just wondering if maybe Gemma and I are talking about two different plants when she's talking about holly and I'm thinking holly. It's too, um, Anyway, maybe she'll call back and we'll just uh, get that sorted out because I'm a little confused as to what plant we were talking about. And it's not often that Charlie's uh, confused. So <laughs> Thanks for that. There you go. Uh, that was a compliment, by the way. Okay. Uh, not often. Uh, Ken in Scarborough with us here. Good morning, Ken. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. How are you doing, Ken? Uh, regarding the man who's having problems with his lawn, there's a much easier way for him to determine if he does have white grubs, mm-hmm. and that is for him to take a portion of his lawn, just a little small part, turn it right over, mm-hmm. and, and if he's got white grubs, they'll be there eating away at the roots. Right. Yep, that's right. You'll see them. <laughs> yep, you'll see them. <laughs> not, and, not now, though. And he'll know for sure that he's got them. But he doesn't, doesn't have to take a large portion, mm-hmm. just a corner of, the, of his uh, lawn, and then turn it right over. Yeah, just take sure a... Sure enough, if they're there, you'll a see them. Shovel full of, uh, of of turf and flip it. and But not now, because the grubs are now oh, no, no, down no deep. in the springtime. Yeah, exactly. They'll come up in the spring or even in the fall when you're seeing the damage. Absolutely, a quick flip of some of that turf in September, and you will see the grubs. They're, they're certainly not microscopic. They're no. quite obvious. No, and they're big enough that you can you know you've got them. That's right, absolutely. Anyway, Merry Christmas to Thanks, both of Ken. you. Thanks, Ken. Yeah, you too. And thank you very much for you program. Our pleasure. Thanks for the tip. Always a delight to to, uh, have a chat with our listeners there as we progress through this first full day of Christmas. Winter. 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 First full day of winter, but uh, days are getting longer. That's okay. the good news. The good news is it's, you know, we're on and, the upswing. And the boat show comes uh, January 12th, <laughs> for those of you who have starting to get the two-foot blues. Yeah, the set know. sail yeah. for the boat show thing. We'll talk a bit more about that later on the show. Will we? Meantime, okay. Patricia from Niagara Falls on the line. Good morning, Patricia. Good morning. Morning. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. we can. Oh, because I turned the radio off so that there was no echo. Thank you for taking my call. My question um, is regarding my pepper plant. I've had them uh, two summers in a row potted. Mm -hmm. Um, They were given to me. 
And they started out with these beautiful green, yellow, orange, red uh, peppers on them. Mm -hmm. And um, it's his ornamental pepper here on the uh, tab. Mm -hmm. And I've lost both of them. I water them. I keep them in a window uh, facing sort of northwest. Mm-hmm. Um, one was a huge, it grew to be quite big, and this one uh, was a little potted one, a gift this summer from Crystal Beach, and it shriveled. It's, a, a, hmm. it's the second time now they've shriveled. Now, when are they sh- doing all the shriveling, as the days are getting shorter in the fall? I guess so, yes, yes. Could it be that in the window where they're located, there's a bit of a draft? Not really, no. Cool or hot? There's no no vent, no um, hot draft or cold draft? No, there's no. nothing nothing near the window. There's other plants there, peperomia, mm-hmm. and I keep uh, sometimes violets there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just that the pepper plant is, is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I just love it. And then, you know, they die. Is that normal? They, uh, they die in the... Uh, Fall? No, not re- well, not necessarily, but they are not a super easy plant to keep alive. They have a oh. very fragile leaf. They have their needs are things like bright light, no drafts, only water when dry, but don't let it dry out too much, like you would say a Christmas cactus or something. So yeah. keep them, you know, when they're getting on on the dry side, we water. Uh, when those pepper little fruits are on the plant, not mm-hmm. a bad idea to use some fertilizer, a, a weak solution of fertilizer every two weeks or three weeks. Do uh, you mean like rapid grow, Charlie? Sure, um, rapid grow would work, or Miracle Grow, or you mm-hmm. know any of the, the, the you know kind of an all-purpose okay. uh, indoor plant food is appropriate. Uh, never let them sit in water, so that when you do water and the water drains into the saucer below, let that sit there for you know five ten minutes and then. Tip, out, tip the water out of the saucer because they don't want to be sitting in a soggy situation. Um, misting or doing whatever you can to keep the humidity high is good. Um, I love the idea of the um, kind of a cookie sheet with pebbles or gravel in, oh. in the tray, water in the tray, and the plants sitting up on top of the gravel so that they're yeah, not actually in the water, but water is constantly evaporating around the plants. Okay. The peppers love that. They love that kind of a humidity that is provided in, with, a, with a pebble tray below. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, even having grouping the plants, having the plants in uh, groups of two, three, four, then they share each other's humidity, and that can be a good thing as well. Um, I appreciate so I, that. Uh, may I ask you, please, do, uh, is it a plant that that should last for a couple of years or just uh, a season? It can last for a couple of years, but rarely. It's kind of like mini roses. They, their, their needs oh. are so distinct. And of course, we often have them outside in the summer. We bring them in in the fall and we inadvertently bring in an aphid or we bring in something that then sprouts up out of the soil, whether it be white fly or something that causes the demise of the plant. So don't, don't, kick yourself. There are lots more ornamental peppers will be out for sale in January. <laughs> they're, so they're, they're not a plant really that lasts for a year. No, unlike say, saying. yeah, African violet you mentioned and peperomia, these are long-term house plants, but okay. not so much the ornamental peppers. Oh, 
boy, they're so neat. I know. <laughs> they are. They're really awesome pretty. because of the color combination. Yeah, they're great. No, they're really okay. pretty. Well, thanks for the Thank call, Patricia. Thank you so much. I appreciate the information, and happy holidays. Thank the you, same and to you. to you, too. And uh, do we have time for one more call here? Uh, or do you have uh, something you had to address there? You've been going to your notes there occasionally. I know, but I, I think that, um, no, I, let's fit, see if we can fit in one more call. Okay. It's Hal in Kitchener on the line. Good morning, Hal. Yeah, good morning, you guys. Good morning. Super show. Thank you. Look, I don't have a problem. I just wanted to give you some good news stories. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. This cactus that I bought at a farm estate sale like 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think it was 25 years old when I bought it. Yep, yep, I know, know what you're talking about. Every, you know, twice a year, mm-hmm. beautiful thing, double flowers. It's really neat. And I really, really enjoy it. And, and did you and give any special it. treatment it's to that? Or? It's in a windy sit, uh, uh, you know, spot in the windowsill, uh-huh. and, and it stays there while it's humongous. Now it's big. I bet. Have you ever repotted it in that 25 I've never years? never repotted oh. it. Oh, my God. Uh, it's root-bound, I understand, <laughs> but a lot of my plants like to be root-bound. That, well, many plants flower more when they're root-bound because they believe because of the stress they're under. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. flower like crazy. Yeah, I've so, got all kinds of stuff that I've grown from different slips and different things over the 25, 30, 40 years, and they all seem to do well in this window area. <laughs> That's cool. Well, but how do you turn that Christmas cactus? So I do- don't move it. I don't touch it. It's too yeah. big to move. Yeah, yeah. And does it flower all the way around or just on the all sunny the side? All the way around. Oh. Wow. Every, every, every stem has a flower, a double flower on it. Nice. Boy, Good story. You hit it lucky with that Twice one, huh? a year. Good story. <laughs> and well, it uh, never gets total darkness because there's street lights right out in front of it. Yeah. Yeah, they don't really care about the light. It's the cool that they like that yeah. really sets the yeah, flowers. It's fairly moderate at that window. I don't keep it warm in that area. Yeah, all over the that plant makes plant. a difference. Well, there you go. Well, well thanks, thanks so much for that happy note. That's anyway, right. You guys take care and have a great Christmas. And, and the same you to you, too. Hal. Happy holidays to you. And that what a perfect call yeah. to end before Christmas. That's right. A happy story. A, that's what we need, more Absolute, happy stories. More happy stories. Because, you know, that's that thing about the garden show. We, we tend to hear about the things that are dying and the what's wrong with my plant. So good for good for Hal. Thank you for, for calling us. It has been a pleasure with uh, the show this morning. All the callers, great calls, and uh, uh, ably handed, handled, might I say, ably by handled. me. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we're going to be back, though, next you, week. Yes, we, yes are. we are. We're always here. And you're going to be back in 10 minutes. Yeah, that's right. No break for you today. None for me. Thank you, so Frank. So Charlie's going down the street to pick me up a sandwich. Yes, I'm going to look after him. Yes, I have to. That's my job. And so thank you, Frank, again, for all your able support. Thank you, Christina. You did a fine job. Thanks to all our great callers and happy holidays. Merry Christmas. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.